This week, I sit down with Danielle Skinonski, Director of Family Services at Why Me and Sherry's House in Worcester, Massachusetts. We talk about how Why Me and Sherry's House came to be and the legacy Sherry Shepherd left behind. We discuss the bountiful services this outstanding nonprofit offers families while their loved ones are undergoing treatment for a cancer diagnosis and beyond. Sherry's house has become a second home for my family, and I'm so thankful for them. A big thanks to the entire staff, countless volunteers, and community members for supporting, donating, and fundraising to ensure why me and Sherry's house will forever be a second home for families in their time of need. Welcome back to the All Mama Care podcast. Tonight, I am very excited to have my good friend Danielle with us tonight. She is a woman of many talents. She works at Sherry's House and Why Me? And this is a place that really has become a second home to us while Ollie's going through treatment. And so I want to welcome you, Danielle. Welcome to the podcast tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to chat with you. Obviously, we have people that are listening from all over the world. The majority of people, I would say, are from Massachusetts. But uh, it would be helpful, Danielle, if you could give us an introduction as far as what your role is at YME and how you got involved. Sure. So I am the Director of Family Services at YME, which is a nonprofit for families who have a child with cancer. YME itself has been around for almost 34 years now. As the Director of Family Services, my role is to kind of be the first uh, point of contact for a family when they have their, when their child's been diagnosed and kind of, you know, let them know what service we offer, how we can assist their family and their child and, you know, what that means looks different for every family, but just helping families feel supported, you know, as they embark or continue on their child's cancer journey. I've been at YME for almost 12 years now, so wow. been kind of a little bit, a little while, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do, I love, I truly love what I do and I love the organization and the families that I work with. And I'm so glad that we have YME and Sherry's house because Danielle, I think you were one of the first people that I met right after, shortly after Ollie got diagnosed and it was just so wonderful to have you as a point of contact and then Later, a couple of months after his diagnosis, I went on a tour of the um, Why Me and Sherry's house. And we'll talk a little bit about why it's called Why Me and then Sherry's house. But it was Mm -hmm. just, I wasn't ready to bring Ollie there yet, obviously, because he was going through such intense treatment. But it was nice to know in the back of my mind that like, okay, when we're ready, you know, this is a second home and there's a cool play area. And we'll talk about the awesome tree house in the back. And it was (laughs) just really vital because it was helpful to know like, okay, there's, there's going to be a turning point where other families like ours have been able to use these resources. And I know that it just helped me gain confidence in knowing that like, okay, we're going to get there someday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for me, one thing, you know, because I obviously, I, a lot of times when I meet families, it's at the very beginning. It's when their child is first diagnosed. And, you know, we, I, I understand what an overwhelming time that must be, you know, not only are you shocked by diagnosis, but you're, you know, you're in the hospital, you're in this new environment, you're learning all these new medical terms, you're learning the seriousness of your child's illness and treatment and, you know, to step in and, you know, we're not bringing anything medical to the table, but we're we're coming in and trying to let you know, but hey, we, we know a lot of families who've been there. We've worked with a lot of families who've been there and, 
you know, when you're ready, we're here to support you. And that might be tomorrow, that might be in a week, it might be in a month, but when, when you're ready, we're, we'll be here. We're not going anywhere. And like I said, it's different for every family, but just to know that at some point when you're ready to reach out or you're ready to have that, you know, additional layer of support, not only me, but our network of families are, are here and ready to support you guys. Yeah. And that, that point for us, I feel like was when we got through kind of midway through frontline. So like about like maybe six months or seven months into treatment. And it was nice to have a change of environment and bring Ollie to the play area and go outside in the backyard and kind of walk around and, and really just like a change of environment, a safe place that's really clean. And, and it was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Danielle, every family is completely different. The needs of the child are different. The needs of the family are different. Everybody, you know, has their own timeline and what's right for them. But I am just so grateful that we have why me and Sherry house, because it's definitely helped us see a brighter day. So, so thank you for all the work. Oh, well, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Danielle, how did you get into nonprofit work? When I was in college, I knew that I wanted to go into something with nonprofit. I wasn't sure exactly what, but I knew I also wanted to work with children. I loved working with children. And I had had a friend who had volunteered at YME and I had gotten involved and then I had done an internship there. And from the moment I had walked in the doors, I knew that this had to be a bigger part of my life and working with these children and these families. Once I had graduated college, they had asked me if I wanted to come on board. Um, I had initially started out, you know, doing some family work, but also doing a lot of the fundraising. And over the years that kind of, you know, I continued to do both. More recently, I've transitioned to doing mostly just the family stuff just because uh, of my schedule and of the workload that that is kind of was enough at that point. So we have someone else doing fundraising. I still assist with some of it, but you know, my biggest role right now is is working with the families. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. So you have really been with Why Me and Cherry House for a very long time. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, it's been nice to see over the years the growth and the transition that, you know, as, as any organization goes through, you know, this, the programs you add, the services that continue to adapt and grow. I say 12 years and I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't feel like that long. But then when I look back over, you know, all the families I've met and all the kids we've worked with and all the, the, the things that we've been able to accomplish as an organization, it, it is pretty awesome to, to have been there for, for an extended period of time. Yeah. And, and also like just to be there at such a vulnerable, traumatizing time in a family's life. Like, I hope you know how much you've meant to our family and like, you are definitely a part of our family and I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Thank you thank so you. much. It's, you know, I look at it as I'm the lucky one to get to know, you know, so many wonderful children and so many families and be a small part of their life and, and what they're going through. You know, I, take away from that that look at all these amazing people I've get to meet because of doing what I love to do every day oh wow thank you so can we talk a little bit about how why is it called why me and Sherry's house so why me is actually the organization that's kind of like the umbrella name of the organization that's what so uh why me was actually started back in 1985 by a young girl who had cancer she was the very first patient at UMass when they opened their pediatric oncology unit her name was Sherry Shepard so she had battled cancer for years and had relapsed several times. And that after, I think it was her fourth relapse, she had said, you know, why me? Why is this happening again? And then, you know, having met other children and other families and see, saw the circumstances that they went through and feeling grateful to have met so many other wonderful kids, she had felt guilty about saying, why me? 
um, and wanted to turn that into something positive. So Miami actually stands for Worcester Helps for Youth Memories Everlasting, and that was something she came up with herself. So Miami existed for a long time before there was ever an actual facility. So Sherry's house was built in 2006, and once they built Sherry's house, they you know they gave a name to it. So Sherry's house is kind of the physical facility, uh, but Miami is the organization as a whole that encompasses Sherry's house. Wow, I didn't even know that that Miami stood for that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I like telling that because sometimes people will be like, why me? People say, why is it called that? That's like, you know, a sad name. Um, but in reality, it was something that she tried to turn into a positive. So, which is pretty remarkable because she was only 13 at the time. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. So Sherry's yeah. house is an actual, it's attached to the organization. So you're, uh, so it's a home. Um, and it's also yep. a play area and a community center, really. And so your yeah. offices are down um, stairs, but then there's apartment living upstairs? Yeah. So one thing I like to distinguish when telling people about Wyoming is because a lot of people, they hear Sherry's house and they think, you know, a residential facility, which it is. Um, but a lot of, because there are other similar residential facilities that mostly only offer uh, residential assistance to families going through treatment, I like to differentiate that, you know, while we do offer residents to families who need a place to stay, um, in the big scheme of things, that's a small part of what we do. Only a small number of the families utilize the residential piece of it. Most of the families that we work with will never live at Sherry's house. They will just, they live locally in the community and will we'll utilize the other support services that we offer. They don't need the residential piece, but they may need the support services and the emotional support and the financial assistance and the fun events and activities that we do. So yes, Sherry's house does serve as residents to the families who need it. But more importantly, it serves as kind of a community center for families who have a child on, on treatment who live locally, who are part of the organization and come to the events and the activities and the support groups. And, you know, we hope that it's a place that families feel safe and comfortable and welcomed and coming that eases the stress for the kids and the parents when they walk through the door. So that's kind of our goal with Sherry's House. You know, like I said, when Wyme first started, there was no house, but all these services still existed. They were just done either in hotels or people's houses. So once they built Sherry's house, it really enabled us to increase our reach and, and help even more families. Wow. So all the families that are in Central Mass are able to come to Sherry's house or is it anybody within the state? It's anyone who has a child being treated in a, a Massachusetts hospital. Okay. Or, so, New, you know, what? New England, even New England hospital, we do have some families from um, Connecticut Children's, from Hasbro. A lot of times they'll live like, you know, right over the border in Connecticut and their Wyoming is only a 35 minute drive. So we have families who do come for different, you know, support events mm -hmm. as well, just to be in a community of other families. It's really such a unique community space. And I, you know, later on, we'll, we'll kind of share just how much support my family has gotten out of Sherry's house. Obviously, we don't need to use the accommodations as far as living there, but it really has become our second home. And there's a huge uh, parent support meeting room, well, like a community room, and there's a huge mural of Mickey on the wall. And so Ollie calls it the Mickey House. And that's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse to us. So Sherry's House. Is Mickey Mouse Club. I love that. I love that. I love when he talks about Big Mickey. <laughs> oh, he loves Big Mickey. We always have to say hi to him. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and it's just nice, too, because, like I said, it's a change of environment for him, and 
it's been wonderful because, you know, usually we'll have some services in the morning and then by 10 o'clock we both need to get out of the house and it's been too cold to go for a walk. So, so it's been nice to be able to go there, go in the playroom. We're able to order lunch and just kind of spend two hours outside of our house and, and have fun with some new toys and meet some new people. Well, and that's what we love. We love when families figure out how, you know, we can best assist their family and, like you said, you know, especially in the winter, the long winter months, like it's tough to stay inside. And, you know, with him being immune compromised, obviously you're not going to take them to the library or to right. cheese or stuff where other people would go to get out. So um, the fact that we can provide a safe place uh, that he feels comfortable and, you know, that's wonderful. We, we love when families take advantage of the things that we can assist with. So can you talk a little bit about, you had mentioned that why me and Sherry's house offers a multitude of services. Can you kind of give us like a high level overview of some of the services that you guys provide for families? Sure. So, you know, first and foremost, like I had mentioned, you know, we do offer the residential piece to families who need it. And that, again, that kind of runs the gamut on the needs that the individual families have. We have some who are lucky to live in a state where we have some of the best hospitals in the country and in the world. So we, you know, there are families who literally pick up and leave their lives wherever they're living to come to Massachusetts to treat their child. You know, in other states or other countries, it's a life or death situation. If their child doesn't go somewhere else to get treatment, there is no options. So we have families who come to us you know, they, they go, go to a hospital and they their child's admitted and they have nowhere to stay when their child's discharged. And as you know, treatment lasts years. So we have families who come and stay with us for the length of their child's treatment because they're coming from out of state or out of town. Or we have families who may live locally in our community and for whatever reason they can't afford their carbon housing situation. It's unsafe, you know, or, or they're living with family and it no longer makes sense because now the child is immune compromised. So we have families come and stay and live with us at Sherry's house. Um, and that's offered completely free of charge as well, you know, through the, as all our services are. And families can stay with us as long as their child is on active treatment. So that kind of covers the residential piece of it. But like I said, Again, only a small part of the families use the residential piece. So the other services we offer run the gamut from support groups. We offer a once once a month support group for parents who have a child on treatment um, or have recently completed treatment. Uh, we do. We recently started a brain tumor support group, recognizing that uh, families who have a child diagnosed with a brain tumor a lot of times um, run into really unique side effects and long-term effects in long-term survivorship issues that are very unique to brain tumors. So we started a separate group for that. We have a food pantry at Sherry's house that is open to families year-round to utilize. Uh, we offer financial help to families. Um, a lot of times when a child's diagnosed, you know, one parent has to leave their job at least temporarily. So as the expenses are going up, the income is usually going down. So we try to assist on a case-by-case -case basis with whether it's gift card donations for gas or groceries or help paying a bill here or there. Um, we kind of assess each family's need and see how we can help there. We do holiday assistance, you know, at Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. We'll do meals and gifts and birthday help as we can. We do a lot of fun stuff for the kids and the families, uh, recognizing that during such a difficult time, these kids have so much taken away from them. Um, you know, so it's such a big part of their childhood is spent at the hospital. So we try to give a little bit of joy back through different birthday parties and tickets to shows and outings and 
cookouts and parties. We do a summer camp at Sherry's house for kids. a little day camp, recognizing that a lot of kids aren't going to have the opportunity to go to camp while they're on treatment so they can come to Sherry's house and, you know, do a couple weeks of activities for a couple hours each day. School vacation week, we do some activities, you know, kind of whatever a family needs, we continue to kind of alter our programming. Um, Another thing that kind of makes us unique is that when treatment ends, why me kind of, we don't go away. A lot of organizations cut off services when treatment ends. And we, we realize that you know, a lot of times problems are just beginning then. So whether your child is a survivor and has completed treatment, but may, you know, the whole family is still coping and still learning, you know, how to get back to a new normal. Uh, we, are, we stay involved and we welcome families to stay involved with Why Me. Or unfortunately, if treatment doesn't go, go as planned and, you know, despite your medical team's best efforts, it might not be possible to cure your child. We'll be by your side then too when, when it's time to face bereavement and uh, healing after the loss of a child. We have support groups for parents, for siblings. We do a retreat. We offer counseling referrals. We have families just a lot of times just needing someone to talk to, just coming in and sitting down and talking. A lot of our, uh, we have board members and staff members who are parents of a child who had cancer. So coming to a place where people truly understand sometimes just takes a weight off families, realizing that they can talk to someone who truly gets it. I mean, I know that was a kind of a word vomit of <laughs> programming, yeah. but I tried to do an, an overview as best I could. And as you know, I'm listening to you talk, I'm just checking off my mind all the things that we have been so blessed to be a part of, like you had mentioned um, the holiday party. So I didn't at one point, you know, I didn't, my husband, I didn't feel comfortable yet attending the holiday party. um, But we did attend the Polar Express movie night at Cherry's house. and, And that was something that had I had on my calendar and I felt comfortable doing and we had yeah. an absolute blast and it was just a nice easy fun night of course Ollie didn't watch but two minutes of the movie <laughs> was running around but it was so fun it was so lovely yeah. and, and it's so wonderful to have all these different tiers of services because like you said you know, once treatment is done, or if you need some additional support, you guys don't go away. And so to have that as a cornerstone is just so wonderful and so comforting. Oh, well, you know, most of these services that I, that I mentioned, and even the fact that, you know, support continues, I think, has really come from the fact that Terry Shepard, who was our founder, he was a family, you know, he, he lost his daughter to cancer, he understood what families need. And for so many years, Why Me has been maintained by families who live this experience. So, you know, they know firsthand that we, we can't stop helping families when treatment ends, you know. And like you said, a lot of these services, as I mentioned, the brain tumor talk, and, you know, we recently started a teen group. Those grew from need. Those grew from listening exactly to what families are telling us that they need. So, you know, while we're implementing it, it's the feedback that we get from parents and from families that have allowed us to adapt and make sure what we're doing is actually helpful. And it's so wonderful. I feel like we're really blessed to be a part of Why Me and Sherry House because it is so personal. And I've Mm -hmm. met a couple of other families that are, you know, in different areas across the country. And 
they may not get that personal care or they may not have a service like this or they may feel like just a number. And so mm -hmm. if anybody is listening in there, you know, within the Massachusetts region or Connecticut, um, definitely go on uh, the Why Me and Sherry House website and we'll make sure to um, link that in the show notes at the end. But it's just a wonderful place to go and really a great sense of community. And even if you know, you don't feel like actively getting involved in things, at least you know in the back of your mind that there is a place that when you're ready, like Danielle mentioned, you know, there is a place that you can go to or your, your child can be a part of all these activities when you're ready. And I always tell families too, you know, if it's overwhelming for you to come to an activity or an, or an event for the first time, um, I mean, let's face it, it's hard to walk into somewhere not knowing what you're walking into or who you're walking into or what that environment is going to be like. So if it's too overwhelming to show up to a support group or a fun event, I always say come on a quiet Tuesday or Wednesday when no one is really here and we can sit down and chat and I can show you around the house and tell you a little bit more so that you feel more comfortable coming back that first time um, for an actual event. Yeah, that was definitely helpful for me because that's exactly what I did. Um, my husband <laughs> was working and um, my mom was able to watch Ollie and I went to, I went with my dad <laughs> and, and I was very nervous for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I was extremely uncomfortable and I was just crying nonstop. And so that was really helpful to be able to walk through the house to see the playroom, which my Goodness, I cannot even say enough <laughs> about that playroom because it's such a sanctuary. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it definitely was very helpful to go there when nobody else was there. And, you know, I, I could ask questions if I wanted to, or I could just kind of like breeze through and check out the pantry area, the food bank area. And that is so, so nice to have because. I can't go to the grocery store with Ellie. I don't feel comfortable doing that because he is immune compromised. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have that as a resource and pick whatever things we need, say peanut butter. We've been going through a lot of peanut butter lately. <laughs> and yeah. even Ollie knows, you know, go find the peanut butter with the green cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and especially if you're coming anyway, it just makes more sense, you know, that's what it's there for. Yes, and we've been utilizing the diapers, the diapers that have been donated and the wipes because we go through so many diapers, so many wipes, and so it's been wonderful to be able to save that 20 bucks, you know, for the week and and um absolutely. Kind of get over that discomfort of asking for help because for me, it was a little uncomfortable asking like, hey, do you guys have this? Do you have this? I know that you guys are there to help us. And I almost have to tell myself every time, and it sounds really silly, but I almost have to tell myself every time, like, let go of your ego. They're here to help. Yes. And it's so helpful, you know, that you're able to do that because I find that that's family, that a lot of times that's family's biggest barrier to accessing help is being afraid to ask for help, which is why I think part of, you know, it's good that I see you guys so often when I do my hospital visits. I feel like I probably say the same things over to, you know, repeat myself to families, you know, every time I see them. But I, I just continue to keep saying what we're going to do so to kind of make that awkwardness go away. I don't want families to feel uncomfortable asking or talking. Um, you know, I always say I'm going to, I'm going to continue to be here. And I'm going to continue to tell you that we're going to keep doing this for you. So the sooner you accept it, the better it will be. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's been really helpful because it is uncomfortable in the beginning because you just want a sense of control and you don't want to feel like you're a burden to anybody. But once I started bringing Ollie once a week to Sherry's house, that A, got us out of the house, and B, it was perfect because we could pick up diapers and wipes, you could pick up peanut butter, and Mm -hmm. I actually found a box of Girl Scout cookies, which was amazing, (laughs) in the pantry. Yeah, well, there'll be a lot more of that. We always get those in the spring. Oh, and you know, it's the little things like that where I come home and I let my husband know like, hey, guess what? Sherry's house gave us a box of diapers and wipes. He's like, oh my gosh, that's so nice, you know? And that's like the last Mm -hmm. thing he wants to do after working all day. Last thing he wants to do is go stop and and pick that stuff up. He just wants to come home and be with us, you know? So yeah, it's, of course. it's been helpful so, so much. Also, um, the treehouse. So can we talk a little bit about the playroom and the treehouse out back? Can you give us a little Absolutely. bit of about that? Yeah, so the playroom was built initially to have, you know, be designed to bring the outdoors in for the kids. So all the windows. It's, it's basically like a greenhouse. It's basically like a gazebo. Yes. In like a built a um insulated gazebo it's a fully you know it's part of the house it's fully functioning sunroom basically yep. I, i'm sunroom playroom for the kids I, I think it has every toy you could imagine um it's got murals on the wall you know on the walls designed with flowers and gardens and you know just a really beautiful bright space on the ceiling hangs all origami cranes which is really beautiful and colorful and it overlooks our playground outside and our treehouse. So our treehouse was built a few years ago. Actually, we were um, on an episode of the Treehouse Guys on the DIY channel, um, and they came to Sherry's house and did a build at Sherry's house and filmed it, uh, which was a lot of fun. But the treehouse has a ramp that goes up in our backyard. It's an elevated treehouse, so it's built into the tree. There's no no structures touching the ground, which is kind of unique. And it's just a really fun space for the kids to play. It's really cool. Like even I get jazzed when it's nice and we go outside and we walk up the big ramp and it's like um, Danielle mentioned, it's, I would say what, maybe 30 feet off the ground in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And then there's, <laughs> there's like chalkboards inside the treehouse and there's the actual tree. And then the treehouse is built around the tree. It's really so unique. And it's the only scary part I will mention is when the acorns fall on the treehouse. <laughs> and yeah. it's a little scary <laughs> because obviously it's they're not going to fall on you, but you can hear the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and it I is, love, I don't know if you noticed, this, but when the guys who from the treehouse guys when they built it um they each carved little words um hidden into their build that encompassed what it meant to be around sherry's house for the couple weeks that they built so if you look carefully there's hope and there's love and laughter and there's some i forget i forget what the words are but it's just so unique and they were so personal in their when they were building and really you know threw themselves into the project and fully understanding, you know, what Wyme was and who the kids are. And it was just a really, you know, wonderful experience to witness. It's such a special, magical treehouse. And we call it the Winnie the Pooh treehouse because (laughs) Ollie loves Winnie the Pooh. So we always um, look out, there's little windows that you can look out of and it will look out on, there's a stream in the back, um, near the playground and we always pretend that we're looking for Winnie the Pooh, we're looking for Tigger 
and it really it's it's such a magical place and we're really really blessed to be able to use those facilities and it's always special every time that we go. Well, um, great. And, now we just have to wait for the nice weather again. So I we know. Back out there. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. And even, even like, you know, in the fall, we, when we were walking through, the foliage was so beautiful. And like I mentioned, there's a stream, but there's also another part under the treehouse where there's um, a swing and there's a huge Adirondack chair that's painted as a bear. So we call it the bear chair and we have to sit in it every time. And, there's a little fairy garden and some of the kids painted rocks as an art project. And there's one rock in particular, Danielle, I don't know if I should, I told you this, but one of the kids, I'm sure glued a bunch of googly eyes on a rock and <laughs> that rock, Ollie's like the eyeball rock, the eyeball rock. Oh gosh, that's so cute. And we <laughs> love going to, yeah, it's just so fun. It's really a magical place. And it is a very peaceful, like, yard area um there's picnic tables to have lunch out back and it is you know the purpose of that was to kind of be a healing garden to have a space to go and just walk through or just sit or watch your kids play and just be in that moment with them it really is incredible and like you said with the warmer weather coming um i'm sure we'll be able to meet you know more families as we get into the vacation, you know, and the, over the summer and stuff, um, this yeah. summer will be a totally different story than last summer. <laughs> totally. Well, Danielle, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the All Mommy Care podcast. And I really appreciate everything that you and your entire team do because you really are helping my family in particular just to keep moving forward and knowing that there is a safety net there is support and the, one of the wonderful things like you said if there's a certain need within our community of families you truly do listen and try to figure out hey how can we accommodate what do we need to do uh, what resources do we need to, to um, bring in so thank you so much for being that attentive and, and just having such a kind heart and compassionate heart and understanding how much um, support you know it really makes a big difference. Oh, thank you. You know, I am honored to, one, be on the podcast and chat with you, but to also be allowed into your family's life and, you know, on what can be such a difficult time and such a deeply personal experience for you and your family to be able to be a witness to that and to, you know, do our best to, to help make a really difficult time a little bit easier is something, you know, that I'm grateful for as well. We're, we're excited to watch Ollie continue to to heal and to get stronger and to finish his treatment. Thank you. You know what? One last thing. I'm just looking at our notes. Can you just give us an overview of like, how does the fundraising component work? Because you had mentioned that a lot of these services will come at, you know, no cost. So if people uh, need to use the residential service, that's, you know, free of charge for the families. Um, and you mm -hmm. give out gift cards, there's a food pantry. Like how does the fundraising side work to share. Sure, yeah. So all of our services are offered completely free of charge, which I think is another thing that makes us a little bit unique, residents included. The majority of our funding comes from our own fundraisers. We do not solicit any state or federal money at all, and therefore we don't receive it. So we are funded by our own fundraisers and by private grants, private donations, and private donors. Um, so we work really hard to raise money every year. I think our annual operating budget is like $680,000 and we have to raise that every single year. So we hold numerous fundraisers throughout the year. And then there's a lot of really generous people in our community. 
um, whether they have, you know, it's a company who does grants or, you know, people who put on a fundraiser for us or donate goods or services, you know, we're pretty grassroots. So, you know, everything that's donated to us, given to us, you know, truly goes directly to helping families. And to that point, too, I believe I was speaking with um, David, who's the director of Why Me and Sherry House, and he said that the landscaper donates his time to come and yeah and there's a volunteers that come and keep the garden you know um all nice and and trim and stuff and, yep. and that's huge that's yeah you know we're always looking for people who have services that they can donate or that's why you know we're always doing food drives we're doing clothing drives when needed because that those in-kind donations truly help us operate and help us you know, cut expenses and are able to go directly to the families that we serve. So we have a lot of really wonderful, supportive community partners who are so generous with their time, their talents, and their funding. And also you've branched out to have volunteers from different high schools come and clean all the toys. We do, yeah. We have a wonderful volunteer base um, who do a number of different things. Uh, One of them, you know, especially at the house, very important is keeping things clean, keeping things sanitized. And we have, yes, we have a lot of high school students. We have college students who come in. You know, we do have a professional cleaning company that comes as well. But when we have volunteers there, one of the things that we do have them do is frequently clean all the toys in the toy room, all the doorknobs, the phones, kind of anything that's being touched regularly is something that we have volunteers assist with as well. And, you know, our volunteers, in addition to doing that, we have people who come and hang out with the kids, whether the kids who are living there or the kids who are coming for a fun event or a support group. Uh, We have volunteers who assist with cooking for families, who will cook meals for families. We have, at all the fundraisers I mentioned, we have volunteers who will come and help sell raffle tickets and check people in. So, you know, when people want to volunteer, there's really a wide array of things that they can do that best fits their time or, you know, their schedule, their needs, what they're looking to get out of it. And so we certainly could not accomplish all that we do without the assistance of our volunteers. And I'm just completely in awe of how, A, how many people are affected by cancer, but B, how many people dedicate their time and volunteering. And like you said, there's companies, I believe we, we received on the Polar Express night, we received a fun tote bag with a bunch of goodies in it. And I think there was a company that put those bags together and I'm not sure you know what the company was but it it's just amazing because I don't I don't know how many times Danielle I've told you like hey who (laughs) don't need this like I need to send them a thank you note I don't even know who did it but (laughs) it's just amazing because I feel like I would be writing thank you notes all day because there are just so many wonderful things that you know, Sherry's House and Why Me and the extended volunteer community and companies have really been able to rally around all these families that are in such a sensitive time in their life. Yeah, you know, for something, you know, obviously what your family and so many families are going through is so tragic, really, that these kids have to go through this. In my role, I get to see so much good in people, too. People who are volunteering their time and volunteering their their money, just wanting to help in any way, ways big and small. Um, So that's something, you know, that I always take away from this is looking at all of our our volunteer base. And, you know, the, the holiday season, I think we had like 30 companies sponsor families wanting to help with Christmas gifts and meals. And it's just, it's so nice to see that generosity in people, you know, these days people can get a bad rap for being selfish or, you know, self-serving, but, 
you know, from where I stand, I see so much generosity and giving and genuine care and concern for our families and what they're going through. And I, I think that's really remarkable. Yeah. And we were so lucky. I was so surprised when you reached out and said, Hey, you know, do you have a special Christmas list? Um, and a couple of volunteers adopted our family and helped make it super special for Ollie. And, and I will say some of the items that I put on the list for him, like are more of the ABA kind of like just, um, explaining your emotions. So it's not just toys, you know, because I feel like we got inundated with so many toys and stuffed animals and we're so grateful for that. But now mm -hmm. it's just wonderful because to take it to the next level of like, okay, developmentally, what are some other things that are helping him move forward? And yeah, yeah, it's just been so wonderful because yesterday marked the one year since his diagnosis. And so to think about where we were last year at this time versus this year, I honestly could not even even thought that we would get here and we are. And I was going to say, yeah, that must have seemed like you've put yourself back in the shoes where you are last year. Yeah. To think well, about how I, far you've come is I know. Amazing. <laughs> well, not only you that, know? but it's just it, our whole life has been rearranged and we mm -hmm. were able to celebrate yesterday uh, by going to a local fire station and we got a, a private mm -hmm. tour of the fire station and Ollie had pizza with the whole department and it was just a great That's awesome. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, and for you to look at him despite all he's been through and see him enjoying that moment. You know, I one thing I always say is we learn so much from these kids. They live in the moment. They don't care about yeah. what they just went through or what just happened. And I'm sure for you to be able to look at Ollie in that moment and see him enjoying it. Um, knowing what his past year has been like was very moving for you. <laughs> yeah, and even I was amazed. We got a chance to ride in the fire engine <laughs> in the truck, oh. and, and my jaw dropped because I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> we rode around the parking lot, and uh, and it was just wonderful. So it's it really, you know, when tragedy strikes, I feel like that's where I, it, for my family, I've gotten the most strength in knowing that there really are great people out there and, and they want to help out of the kindness of their hearts. It's not self-serving. It's you're going through a tough time. I know that you're trying to make this day a special day. How can I help? What can I do? And even, you know, the captain of the uh, fire department said, you know, we wiped everything down and we, we took all the precautions and, and just kind of going that extra step. Right. How thoughtful. Really yeah. Yeah. Really incredible. Wonderful. Danielle, I want to thank you again so much for your time and sharing with us about Why Me and Sherry House. How can people get more information? Can you give them the link of where to go? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go on, on our website at whyme.org, um, has all our information, whether you're someone looking to get involved with volunteering or donating or you're a family and you want to inquire about some of the service we offer or get involved, you can reach everything on our website. My email address is up there. You know, and I always tell people, even if you know if you're not a family but you're still curious about what we do come for a tour we we love getting people into sherry's house and telling them about the work that we do so do not hesitate to reach out wonderful well there's one last question and i like to ask all every all the guests that come on if you feel comfortable would you mind telling us what motivates you to do the work that you do for me it is 
the smile I see on the kids' faces when they're, you know, at an event or doing something fun. I am just always so in awe of, of these children and the life and the spirit that they have despite everything that they're going through. I find that truly the most motivating piece of it all. As I just mentioned, you know, kids, they live in the moment so much better than adults do. And I think we could all learn from that. One of my favorite stories is I had a little child I was visiting. Um, he had had he was having a procedure. He was having a spinal um, done up at UMass, and he hadn't been able to eat, and he was miserable and you know in pain and was so sad. And about four hours later, we were having a cookout at Lyme, and he came later that day. And the first thing he said as he came running across the playground was, "This is the best day of my life. I can't wait for this cookout." And if that doesn't put in perspective, kind of, you know, how these kids live their life, um, I, I will never forget that moment. And it was like, despite all that he was going through and had been through, he was happy that today there was a cookout and he was going to see his friends and that's all that mattered. So that, that's what's motivating to me. That's incredible. Danielle, thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for your time. And we'll see you pretty soon. Probably not this week because it's, you know, vacation week, but I'm sure we'll be at Sherry's house next week, or maybe we'll see you at clinic. And we didn't even really talk about that. But like you said, you guys come into the hospital during the diagnosis, but you also meet families at clinic too. Yes, we just, we pop in to visit and check in and make sure you guys have everything you need. And then we, you know, if there's a way we can help you, let us know. So I'll See you soon, either at clinic or at Sherry's house. Wonderful. Danielle, thank you so much. Have a good night. Take care. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye, Jack. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. If something from this stuck with you, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to message me on Instagram or on Facebook and tell me what you thought. Join the private All Mama Care Facebook group to connect with me directly and other listeners across the globe. You can even send me a voicemail. Simply go to anchor.fm backslash time backslash message. Wherever you're listening to this, take a screenshot, tag me and a couple friends. You never know, it might be exactly what someone needs to hear today. The light within me honors the light within you.